Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio with Nick Morley and Eli McCann. Hello. Hello. Eli, what have you been watching? Oh, I got to go first. Do you want to finish your candy and we'll come back to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just speak through my candy. You're Nick, welcome. what have you been watching? Whoa. <laughs> Short leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about reality TV. Oh, let's. For a second. Bachelor mm. in Paradise starts tonight. I know. Yeah, it's going to be great. Wow. I'm um, looking forward to good things. Um, how do you guys feel about it? Real- about de- reality like, TV? Yeah, reality TV. <laughs> like, are, yeah, you love yeah, it? My, fa- my okay. favorite television program is a reality television program. Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. The original <laughs> The reality original TV. reality TV program. Okay. So nobody's competed um, with it since. There is this really funny reality show on Netflix. Uh, it's called Instant Hotel. Hmm. Um, and it is about Airbnbs in Australia, but they call them instant hotels in Australia. Okay. And you have... Four different couples a season. No, eight different couples a season, and each one of them has their own Airbnb or instant hotel, as okay. they like to call them down under. And <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Crikey, mate. I think it was my baby. <laughs> it's an instant hotel. Anyway, they all stay in each other's instant hotel, and yeah. they grade it. Ooh. And then the winner gets to go stay at an Airbnb in... Palm Springs, which is like not that cool of a prize. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, it's really funny. But um, anyway, the whole Palm time Springs. I know, right? And it's rumored to be owned by a Hollywood movie star, but it's probably some B-list, yeah. Like, <laughs> but anyway, they're really petty. They're really funny about the way they critique each other's homes, and some of the homes are horrible, okay. and some of them are great. But anyway. It's a good time if you're in for like garbage TV. Oh yeah, yeah. Am, that sounds great. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Remember Eliminate? No. Yes. Eliminate. Amazing. From the '90s, <laughs> it was like the original Bachelor. It was one episode each, and you would have a man or a woman go on a date with four people at once, and throughout the date, they would eliminate them one at a time. Until they got to the winner. Huh. That show was a mess. Blind Date. Do a... you remember Blind Date? <laughs> Blind Date was a good <laughs> yeah. time. It either ended in flames or them making out in a hot tub. There was oh, no yeah. in oh, between. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been really upset about reality TV lately because I don't know when I can t- when I can trust it. Hmm. Somebody told <laughs> <Never>. me. Somebody <laughs> recently told me that Love It or List It is complete lies. Yeah. It's just a oh, total really? lie. Also, the what is the one where they look at three properties? Well, oh, it's uh, they do that on Love House Hunters. House Hunters. They've already signed. Yeah. Oh, they have. Yeah. So I I heard this weekend, and I hope this isn't true. But on Love It or List It, at the end of the program, the couple has to decide whether they're going to stay in their house or list it. And what I heard is that they film them saying both ways, and then the producers decide which way looks better for the episode. Yeah. It's just a lie. a lie. And the Kardashians is a lie. It's well, not scripted, but they they go. I talked to the cameraman for the Kardashians once, and he's like, "Yeah, like what they do is they decide what they're going to have the episode be, and then they go to the living room and they're like, okay, in this scene we're going to fight about such and such, and then they're like, action, and then they fight I'm actually, about it.' I'm fine with that. Yeah, no. I think just watching the Kardashians interact is hilarious. <laughs> it's a lie. It's just all a lie. Yeah. How much I of mean, The Bachelor is a lie? You've told me that the producers tell them who they have to send home or keep. Yeah, I think up to a certain point they do, and I do think they like reshoot scenes, mm-hmm. but they are ultimately able to choose 
who they end up with in the end. I guess at least there's that. At least there's, there's some that. freedom. Mm-hmm. You, I think you've got to look at it as like 80% of this is lies. 20% is like humans being humans. Okay. And unpredictable. I'm sorry to beat the Survivor drum again, but I do think that Survivor is authentic. Okay. And I think that's part of why that's I really like the show. beautiful dream for you. And I, I no, never want you authentic. to lose it. It is authentic. What, do you have any evidence that it's not? No. So this, the Kardashians cameraman that I met was also a cameraman for Survivor, and he confirmed for me that it was authentic, truly authentic. And they, Survivor has gotten sued by contestants in the past because producers have made decisions that Survivors felt like um, unfairly affected the gameplay. And so they've had a lot of stuff exposed through court lawsuits, and none of that was shocking to me. Okay. Hmm. So, all right. Anyway. Interesting. Sorry. Sorry to anyway, derail that. Reality TV. Diving back in. It's a great journey. Good. This new phenomenon. Here I come. 2001. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Anything else? Uh, you know what? I started um, one of like the like OG Netflix binges, and I'm not that impressed. It's called Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People really like it. Yeah, people really like it, but for me, it's like a lot of heavy-handed, like heavy like English accents, and I uh. don't know like how... I think the most of the people are from England in the show, but... I don't know. I'm only three episodes in, so I can't Blimey. make a fair judgment. Yeah, right? It's like a lot of that. And it... <laughs> Guys, I'm really good. Hey, old boy. <laughs> really yeah. good with accents. Anyway. As I've already demonstrated just today on the anyway, podcast. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for your thoughts on reality TV, by the way. <laughs> Is that it? I feel validated going back into the world. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. No, live your truth. Even if we hated it, I want you to be okay. true yeah. to you. Wow. And if that's something you enjoy. Gosh. That's why there's three people wow. on this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. From completely different backgrounds. Uh-huh. Definitely not upper middle class white people that grew up in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, what have you been watching? Uh, Orange is the New Black final season. Okay. Yeah. Did you finish? No, I'm almost done. And it is, it's fabulous. Good. It's really good. And I know a lot of people. No House of Cards effect? Oh, no. Good? No. Nice. Actually, it's it's as good as any season. And I know a lot of people jump ship on Orange is the New Black I'm not sure why. I know some people who thought that the main character, Piper, got way too annoying, and I agree. But they've toned her down Is she still engaged? To the guy? Yeah. No. That ended long. Jason Biggs is, has been written out of the show years ago. Oh. Um, so now she's married to that lesbian woman in the prison. From the 70s show? That yeah. 70s show? Yeah, that one. Okay. I Red hair? don't care. Mm, brownish. Was it Donna? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, okay. her, yeah, yeah. I don't care about that plot line at all, but it's there's enough other stuff happening in the show that's very fascinating to me, so I'm in it. I will let you know how it goes. I should be finishing in the next couple of days. I just started last night Dairy Girls season Ugh, two. Yes. What a great, great show. It has it is exact like the exact perfect combination of hilarious and sweet. Hmm. Every episode makes me feel good. Yeah. Some of them I cry at the end. Season one was amazing. Season one was amazing. I've got, I'm two episodes into season two and it's every bit as good as season one. I feel one. like season two of a show is where it really starts to fly, usually. Mm-hmm. There's shows where I just skip season one and start with season two. Mm. Like on every Parks and Rec rewatch, I just uh, skip season, season one. Season one sucks. So does, like, The Office has some gems in but, season one. But like season one. two of The Office uh, is prime 30 Rock they figure season out what two. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. yeah. Dairy Girls is not one of those, though. Dairy Girls season one is fantastic. Oh, it is, yeah. But I hope season two is as good. Yeah, I'm loving it. So I highly recommend it. I have to watch it with subtitles because I cannot understand a word they're saying because they're Irish. 
What an interesting show, by the way. I don't know a lot about Ireland. I don't know a lot about Ireland in the 90s. But I can tell as I'm watching it that they're making references that if you were a kid who grew up in Ireland in the 90s are probably right on point. Like, you know how you can just get that vibe out of something even if you don't totally understand it? Yeah. And, like, the stuff that they're doing in their houses and what they're interested in and the phrases that they're saying, it's just, like, it is taking me back to a time that I was never a part of. Yeah. But I'm very feeling very nostalgic being in it anyway. It's really kind of a strange experience. I love that. Okay. That's it. How about you, Meg? Um, we started Baskets, which is a show on oh. FX with Zach Galifianakis and Louie Anderson. Louie Anderson plays Zach Galifianakis's mother. Okay. And it is very funny. Really? It is very dry and very dark humor, <laughs> but it is really, really funny. Uh, we finished season one. We're about to start season two. Uh, you kind of have to be in the right place. Okay. Uh, it's not a cheerful show and it's not hmm. a feel good show. It's very Zach Galifianakis in that his humor is very, um, I want to say, esoteric. Mm. So just go in with that mindset. What, what else has he done? Uh, the Hangover. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in that movie with Will Ferrell that they both ran for president. The, oh, the, the campaign. campaign. His stand-up is really funny. Mm-hmm. Between um, Two Ferns. Between Two show. Ferns. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Queer Eye. Season whatever we're on. There was another one. Yeah. 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 I didn't even finish the last one. It's I mean, they just drop it whenever they're done filming, right? Like put it on in the background, right? I yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it like I always enjoy it. Anthony, I just just, It doesn't do anything. Oh, and he's so earnest. Like Mm -hmm. he's so like Tell me how calamari was essential to your childhood. And I'm like, no. I wish somebody would invent an app where you could watch Queer Eye, but they edit out Anthony. I just want Tan and Jonathan, honestly. It should, yeah, it should And be. I don't like Bobby. I like what Bobby does to the houses, but, but his personality bothers me. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And Karamo is just... What does Karamo do? He's, he's like, he's there to be wow, pretty. Wow, look, you put your shoes on today. You Good for are, you. Yeah, you. You're beautiful. <laughs> a couple months ago, you struggled doing that. <laughs> you're a certifiable hoarder, but you know what? You're beautiful. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've been watching that. It's enjoyable. Um, we went and saw Mama Mia at Sundance. The, the Sundance, if you're in Utah, you should go. It's Sundance is doing Mama Mia on stage, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, a live production of a, Mama Mia. The play. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, they showed Mama Mia at the Sundance Film Festival? <laughs> no, but you know what? Sundance does do that. They do outdoor movies that they show. I okay. forgot what night it is. Anyway, we went and saw the play, and Stephen had never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. So we watched the movie, and watching someone else watch Mama Mia for the first time is wild. Really? Because that movie is wild. Wild. Yeah, it's, he, he said on Twitter it was like the Jerry Springer show yeah, with music. I mean, the plot is insane. Uh-huh. And the format of the movie is pretty much like a Bollywood movie, but with like Meryl Streep mm-hmm. and Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> neither of whom can sing. Like, it's just like it's a train wreck, but it's really enjoyable. <laughs> Someone described it as the best bad movie ever made. And I think that's a very apt hmm. description. Huh. So experiencing that with a spouse was really enjoyable for me. Um, and then last night. We sat down to stream our shows, and the internet wasn't working, oh, boy. which was it was a real trial. I'm sorry. And we had to turn on TV. You Oof. guys, TV is wild. You, 
I know. I never well, left commercials? it. Commercials? You guys. The commercials, the commercials made me very sad because every commercial that was targeted to women was essentially your body is not good enough. And if you mm. spend nineteen ninety five, your body will be better. Wow. Like every ad and every guy commercial was like, you need these night binoculars to see crocs in the wild and spot burglars before they break into your house. I mean, and these are like garbage channels, right? Because we don't have cable. We have like an antenna. Yeah. So it's like it was like 10 p.m. Network TV. And like lots of QVC and Mm -hmm. HSN. And Judge Judy and the People's Court. Court TV, it turns out, is a channel. Oh, Wow. It was just very eye-opening, and I'm like, who's watching TV anymore? Eli and all just the geriatrics and your in parents. the nation. <laughs> yeah. I watch Mom every week. Do you? No, oh. I could never watch that show. Are okay. you kidding? Speaking of, we ran into an old episode of Two and a Half Men, which oh. I never watched when it was on air, but it was... It should that not exist. That doesn't age well. Did, I, did, did it, was it no. well at the time? It should not no. have existed. It was very dumb mm-hmm. and very oh, yeah. ugly and very cheap looking. That's CBS TV. Yeah. yeah, but like they also do like The Good Wife. Yeah, they up their game. They're, yeah, they... they the Good Wife had a huge budget. CBS decided that they needed to compete with, like, NBC always has its parenthood. Yeah. And so yeah. they needed a show to compete with that that was a higher quality show. And so they produced The Good Wife at this huge budget. And uh, honestly, I haven't seen anything else from CBS like The Good Wife or The Good Fight now on CBS All Access. Um, but the rest of their stuff is just crap. It's just crap. Pure garbage. Yeah. It was crap. Um, but people eat it up. Also, there was a show that was just YouTube videos. There wasn't a host or anything. They had just <laughs> pulled videos from YouTube. And I was like, I guess TV now is for people who don't use Wait, the was, internet. There's no commentary? No. Like, not like Tosh.0 where they... No, oh. no. It was just one video after the other. It was wild, you guys. It was so wild. I couldn't... It was like stepping into like an 80-year-old's mind. Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry you that had to go through really that. It really sad. Right? You remember how good it, TV was when oh, we were kids? Entire Saturday spent mm. watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I can Doug still, on repeat. And like I remember those commercials. Like that for some reason they were always trying to sell albums to children, like a Carpenter's compilation <laughs> CD. And then they would go through I'm all the songs. The and top of the world. Some of them oh, were yeah. yellow. They were highlighted. I think I could still do like a full one of those commercials. Oh, yeah. Each song. Because like, in my in mind, the Carpenter's in. song is like a medley yeah. of nine <laughs> songs that was from that I, Commercial. I am not kidding you. I could do that entire medley. I could do that entire medley. I think I could I too. The- and also the New Age one that featured like a lot of Enya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the funk one. Yeah. Uh, with we Kung bought, Fu Fighter. We bought one of those Everybody albums. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighter. Yeah. The brainwashing <laughs> worked. Which is so racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the song is very it racist. It was the 70s. Yeah. Anyway, TV. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, It's... <laughs> It's interesting how much it's changed just since, like, Netflix, right? Yeah. Like, we're not watching TV. The only people who are watching TV are very old people. Anyway. And Eli. And Eli. Speaking of TV, it's not TV, it's HBO. We touched on this briefly last week. Big Little Lies ended. Yeah. Uh, I think we all had more opinions than we were able to express mm. in last week's episode. So we're going to dedicate a little more time to it today. I really hated the second season. So much. I had really high hopes when it started that they were going to get through it well, you know, and add 
what needed to be added. Yeah. And instead, they pivoted in the exact opposite direction and had entire storylines that were completely irrelevant and unnecessary. And season two ended having had nothing advance the plot. Is there a plot to the show anymore? I don't think so. Season two was like a pile of garbage with sugar sprinkled on it. There wasn't even any humor in it. No, no, no. Um, there were some. There were some good performances for what they were doing. Meryl, Meryl, and Nicole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think her performance was fine. Her character was garbage, but her performance was fine. Uh, the rest of them were like, eh. Which was really kind of a strange thing to come back to because that's the thing that made season one good was there was a story arc and it was presented by a bunch of really good actors. Yeah. yeah. So it was take, a compelling story. It was too. a compelling story. It was interesting. I I was less interested in it than I think you guys were until it ended. And I was like, oh, that was a good full story. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of had a hard time paying attention to parts of it because it was feeling like daytime soap opera to me yeah. during season one. Season two went full bore daytime soap opera. Yeah. And it was hard to take it seriously. And it especially was hard to care about the characters because almost everyone just became the worst versions of themselves. Absolutely. Renata was unwatchable She was me. horrible, which is, which is sad because I love Laura Dern. Yeah. Um, I loved what she did in season one. I thought she was really fun to watch, but then she just took it to 200%, and it was just so much of just, like, screaming the F-bomb and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it, season it was... one, it's kind of like, here's this garbage person, but then here's her changing. She has yeah, some humanity. For yeah. sure. There's this really excellent scene in season one. It was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole season when... What's her name? Shirlene, what up, blah, blah. Shalane. Shalane. Is that how you say it? Shalene. I don't know. Shalene. <laughs> she, she's been having this fight with Laura Dern's character throughout the whole season because Laura Dern's character thinks that her daughter was abused by the uh, Shirlene's whatever's uh, boy. <laughs> and so finally, Shirlene goes to <laughs> Laura Dern's house and is like, I don't know what to do. My kid says he didn't do it. I'm just a mom. And they have this like scene where finally Laura Dern, who's been pretty aggressive and awful throughout Prickly. the season, finally you see her like a little bit of humanity come out of her and she's just like, I know, I know you're a mom. And they like finally they like develop her character in a way that when you get to that moment, it's actually really cathartic. Mm-hmm. And then season two happened and it's just like, well, what happened to that person that we worked so hard to get to know? Yeah. And now she's just angry because she's not rich anymore. And that's it. That's her entire character is screaming at her husband because they're not rich anymore. Yeah. And then the the season ended and where where is she left? She's just not rich anymore. But it sounds like they were like, Taking care of it, they or were something. They declaring bankruptcy and trying to. That's how every storyline was. Yeah. It was like it was all tied up in a neat little bow, except for the big story, which happened in season one. That they neglect the entire second the season time. until the final episode, where it's like, I guess we'll go to the police station. It's like you should. That should. That's how season two should have started. Yeah, it's them going to the police yeah. station and then the fallout. Yeah, but instead, it's like let's bring in Bonnie's mom. For some reason, not even really tell you what their relationship is. Just do those stupid artsy flashbacks where you see them fighting, and you're like, "Was she abusive? Did they just have a contentious relationship? Why does this matter? Is she a at psychic? I don't story? know. I don't care. When she died, I didn't care at all. No, I cared so little 
about her dying that I didn't know she died until you just said it. I mean... Like, I had tuned out so... Every yeah. time she was on screen, I was just like, I don't know, that woman's in the hospital. I'm not sure yeah. why she's a part of this. What's Twitter up to? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It became a show that I would... It was on the background while I scanned Twitter, where, like, <laughs> yeah. season one, it was like, ah, this I'm wrapped with attention mm-hmm. here. Like, this, I am paying very close attention. This is a really good show. Season two was hot garbage. The whole thing with Reese Witherspoon. And her relationship. Which... Oh. I'm Get sorry. out of that relationship, Adam Scott. That was not part of the book, and it really bothers me. I hate to be the person who's like, well, I read the book. But the fact that they made Marilyn have an affair was so not true to the way the character was written that it really bothers me that they did that. And it really bothers me that we wasted so much of season two. Yeah. Of watching them work it out when ultimately, like, again, we end where we started. And they work it out in such a perfunctory way that it's just like, he's really upset and he's marching out on her, and then all of a sudden they're like, I guess I can forgive you. And it's over. Like that's Because you got drunk it. and put on your wedding dress? And that's it. Yeah. yeah he's like, what, what did he say to her when he walks in and he sees her dancing in her wedding dress? And, she, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I just was going through things, and I saw this. And he's like... He says something to the effect of, I didn't, I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully get over this, but this is a start. Like he like gives her, and then they're like, fine. Yeah. And that's they renew it. their vows and they now everything's fine. Vows and now they're not going to have fine. major trust issues for like a long time. Why did we go through that at all? I'm so annoyed. And I just, I wonder if this is a lesson for HBO, yeah. right? Like it's not always worth the pursuit of money. Or maybe it's not. Maybe they made a ton of money and they're going to keep doing this garbage. You know what? And maybe it's on me as a viewer. Maybe I should just stop after season one knowing that season two is going to be garbage. That's the thing, though. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen any, like, glaring reviews on social media about, like, how crappy season two was. Like, really? did people like it? I don't like, know. Like, oh. usually the finale of a season, there's, like, a lot of chatter. No and buzz. I didn't see yeah. anything. Hmm. And yeah. I, I wish, I, I mean, like, I did think that the Meryl and Nicole plotline was the most interesting of the show. Mm-hmm. But Eli, you brought up something interesting last week when you said it takes a lot for the state to take away oh, yeah. children from their mom. Was oh, that yeah. even like a realistic case? No. I, what I will say, and one thing that I actually really appreciated about season two is they got courtroom etiquette and uh, the way the attorney acted, they did that really, really well. Okay. So every time they're interacting with the judge, they wrote the judge character very well. They wrote uh, Nicole Kidman's attorney's character really well. Okay. The advice that she gave was not sensational TV attorney advice. It was like, oh, yeah, that's actually how an attorney-client relationship would look like and whatever else. But the fact that they're fighting, Meryl Streep is fighting over trying to get custody of this woman's children, it is so hard to terminate parental rights or custody of parents. The state pretty much refuses to do it unless they really think the kids are, like, in harm's way. This Nicole Kidman character who, like, drove while on Ambien once Mm -hmm. and the kids weren't even in the car, no. What about bringing men home, like violent men? If the kids were not being abused, no. I don't think so. I just think it was, like, it was very unrealistic throughout the season. I was like, unless they bring up much more damaging information where the kids are, like, actually being abused— it just would never happen that, like, some woman shows up and is like, I think I should take care of that mother's kids. Yeah. It just was so insane to me. She didn't have addiction problems. She, you know, wasn't abusive to her children. She was, like, put together, financially stable. And so it was hard for me to take that part of the that part of the show seriously. But it at least was interesting to watch. 
It was interesting. The courtroom parts were the best. Yeah. I'd give it that. Uh, I think Meryl was the highlight yeah. of this season. I think she did a good job. She just had garbage to work with. They also wanted to make it like this big reveal that um, sh- she had been responsible for her son's death, but they didn't explain it. They did like this weird editing thing where it's like her yelling at Skarsgård as a child, but oh, yeah. like they didn't really say what happened. I was like, you're being overly artistic and so vague with the story that you are losing me you're not telling a story you're not this isn't a narrative this is just like weird editing at this point (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like give me a little more to chew on here Mm -hmm. um and then turning nicole kidman's character like i felt like her relationship with alexander skarsgård i don't remember his character's name but Mm -hmm. like the the weird violence before sex thing was like just an interesting story about their marriage and then to turn it into like actually she has a sickness was overly simplistic and yeah, lazy sure. writing. Yeah, yeah, I really hated that they did that. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, like she should get help, you know, yeah. and someone should be worried about her children. Mm-hmm. So if anything, that made me be like, oh, maybe we should consider <laughs> her fitness as a mother. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I feel like the show didn't accomplish anything that it was set out to do. So Meg, your favorite season one character was the therapist. What did you think about her in season two? She was awful. She yeah. was like combative yeah. with this poor grieving woman. She also got a makeover, which like threw me off a little oh, bit. Oh, she did? Yeah. yeah. Did you not notice? Like, I didn't notice. It started season one and I was like, oh, somebody got some yeah. money. She's looking yeah. way more glam. Really? And she like highlighted her bad. hair. Yeah. It kind of is too bad because I liked the vibe that she struck on season one. Yeah. It was very therapisty. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Garbage. Like yeah. there you go. Blaming yourself again. And it's like, maybe have a little compassion for yeah. this woman who's just lost her husband and is trying to navigate life as a single mother. You're being yeah. so hostile toward her. Yeah. Meg, you were in Monterey. I was in recently. Monterey. I did not see Meryl. I looked high and low. <laughs> All right. Well, question one is answered. <laughs> um, question two, is it as cool as the show makes it look? It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, we didn't spend a ton of time actually in Monterey. We were in a city outside of it. But it's it's very beautiful. The bay is beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful part of California. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's why they try and make it so artsy. And they try and, like, include all of those shots of, like, the peninsula mm-hmm. and, like, this amazing Big part Sur. of the country. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just... I'll give I'll give them that. Like, it's, it's an amazing part of the U.S. And people that watch it outside of the United States are like... Oh damn! Look at that place. That yeah. is that's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah. um, they, you're right. They just went too far, and they, I, I think they kind of held their hat on it in season one. That it was like, oh, check out like this lifestyle, and it was like new to everybody. So it was like, oh, we can get on board with these characters. But now it kind of faded, and the writing didn't hold up to all of our expectations. And it's too bad because the characters were so much fun, and like watching Reese Witherspoon play, play Madeline in season one was funny. Yeah. She was like super energetic, and um, like I looked forward to seeing her on screen, and I I dreaded seeing her in season two. I think totally. the biggest miss for me was there was no humor. The the principal says a few things about the moms that are kind of funny, but season one was interspersed with these interviews from people from Monterey who are saying like kind of bitchy things about these women and it's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And season two was just watching a bunch of rich D-bags be like awful. And there's shows like Succession where you're watching like rich people be awful, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah. And it's not glorified either. No. And this almost felt glorified. Like here are the characters we love. 
and here's them being terrible. And here is their in, beautiful house. In succession, right. it's like, here are some characters you hate, and you're just going to hate them the more you watch yeah. this. Yeah, but which em- is way more satisfying. But embrace it, because this is the show, <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. if you're not on board, you're not on board. You can get off early. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, succession starts, I think... It's in a week. In a week. Yeah. So a week. I was just going to bring this up. I am so nervous that the same thing is going to happen to Succession. I know. It's HBO as well. Well, I think Succession set out to be a multi-season okay. show. They've had a vision yeah. going forward. Yeah. Because Succession season one was so fantastic. It was fantastic. And it told a, a complete story similar. It could have ended. It could have ended. Yeah. If they didn't do a season two, I would say that was a great miniseries. Yeah. I think there's still more they can do. I think the problem with Big Little Lies is it was a complete story that they um, were desperate to milk more than was yeah. in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's too bad. Uh, do we know if they're doing a season three? I hope not. <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm sure Meryl's <laughs> not coming back. I think I think they... I heard that she was. What? Yeah. It felt like they wrote her in a way that she could definitely not come back. I know, but if you have access to Meryl. What, but why is Meryl giving them access? I don't know. That's a big mystery to me. She's just supporting these other women. I guess. And I, I mean, good for her, but everybody do something else together. They can all get work, I'm sure. Do work together. Do another show. Yeah, do a different show. Yeah. Can she come back in a Mamma Mia sequel? Is that an option? Here we go again. There oh. was a Mamma Mia sequel. She wasn't in it? She wasn't in it. Do Same. Mary Poppins Returns Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Meryl in that role again. Same. That was wild. That was so wild when Meryl shows up in that, that movie. movie. I, I know. I was. It's screaming. on Netflix. My kids have been watching it. It's uh, Mary Poppins Returns is on Netflix. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm gonna go watch it again. Yeah, it's great. Love that movie. Um, so we were supposed to do Pearl Harbor today, but we all got a little busy, so we'll we be doing it. Couldn't possibly watch it. We just couldn't possibly watch it this weekend. Like none of us could get ourselves. Oh, you to mean watch like it. schedule-wise? No, we just coun't get ourselves. The to will. Do it. Yeah. The willpower. <laughs> the emotional. I was like, I don't know if I can watch Pearl Harbor today. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll be doing it next week. Okay. Okay. Right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll say that we're going to do it next week. We may be doing Pearl Harbor next week. <laughs> I like go. that. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.